don't worry, I had seven pages of notes. I'm not going to look at them even one time, maybe one time. First of all, what a glorious day. The fact that we woke up, the fact that we came here today, the fact that we're going to enjoy fantastic fellowship, food, and fun, these are all gifts of God. As I said to a number of people these days, we could have been born in other parts of the country where bombs are falling. We could have been born a number of places with a number of physical conditions. Thanks be to God. We're here. We're alive. We have so much to be grateful for. And today's gospel, I know that each and every one of you has seen, read, observed, because it's the famous gospel passage at every single baseball outing, at every sports and athletic event, they hold up signs with a verse, who knows it, John 3, 16. You ever see, how many of you have seen a sign that says John 3, 16? Okay, I see blank faces. I'm thinking maybe they've never seen it. John 3, 16. See, the whole scene opens up with this man named Nicodemus. We don't read that today in the gospel. If you go just two or three verses before what you heard today, there's this night disciple, this night follower, Mathetis of Jesus, who goes to him at night to hear what he has to say. And his name was Nicodemus. We kind of hear about him at the end of the Gospels after Jesus is taken down from the cross. He was a Pharisee at that time. And Nicodemus goes to Jesus and he starts asking him questions. And Jesus starts answering him. Well, if a man is not born again, how can a man be born again? The Lord is saying. Nicodemus says to the Lord. And the Jesus ends up saying, if I'm telling you earthly things and you don't understand, how am I going to tell you things that are of the heaven and you're going to understand? And so Nicodemus is, just like I am half the time, very confused when you read Scripture. But you see that this is a private conversation. It's not a public one. The words that we're going to hear in the gospel that we heard today and that I'm going to recount for you, were not words that were said in a great crowd. Maybe they were. But at least for the passage that we read, this is a private conversation in a private space between Jesus and Nicodemus. And he says to Nicodemus, and I really enjoyed Gregory's remarks this morning, as Moses lifted up Nicodemus, the serpent in the wilderness, you will see the Son of Man lifted up on the cross. And then he goes on, Jesus, and says, so that the Son of Man may be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that Dimitri can believe in him and have eternal life. So that Lou could believe in him and have eternal life. So that James could believe in him and have eternal life. And Maria could believe in him and have eternal life. And Pandeleimon could believe in him and have eternal life. 
It's not whoever, some faceless entity somewhere in past centuries. It's each and every one of you. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son so that Angeliki can believe in him and have eternal life. But you see, salvation is open to everyone. But is everyone going to be saved? No. Salvation is open to everyone, but not everyone's going to be saved. Why? Because there's a condition to salvation. And the condition is the word believe. Ah, this is the key. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever merely lives and breathes and lives, lives their life without purpose shall be saved. There's a condition to be saved. The condition is, my beloved friends, belief. We are called far more than just to live and breathe. We are called to believe more than words we are called to be in action, if you will, not listeners, but to be doers. Because faith means you're doing stuff. And in this life, to use the image that the Lord uses and Gregory kind of explained, in this life we have a serpent that's always out to bite us. Can anyone tell me who that serpent is? He's an ancient fellow. He was a very bright angel of God at one point. I don't even want to say his name. He's not worthy of being said. It's the sneaky one, the evil one, the devil. He's the ancient serpent that at every move of our life is out to do bite us. And so today, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, there he is. There's the cross. You want to believe, you'll be saved. But in order to see the cross, in order for the Israelites to have seen the cross, they had to be close enough to see it. Welcome back. You have all come to see the cross. And so when life stings you, because it's going to sting you, the Bible says some of the Israelites died, probably because some looked up and saw the cross. I said yesterday at one of the beautiful weddings we had of Michael and Maria, please stand up, stand up. Michael and Maria yesterday were married in the Orthodox Church. I teased Michael. I said, you married up, Michael. Good job. <laughs> but I said to them something, and I'm going to share it here, and I'll close here. Where is Jesus' wedding photo? You know, our wedding photos are the most glorious photos we ever took in our lives, you know, all dolled up and beautiful backgrounds. You know where Jesus' wedding photo is, my friends? Right behind me, the crucifix. I told that to Michael and Maria. Jesus' wedding photo 
is the crucifix. It's the highest expression anyone could show love for anyone. In history, we've heard of hundreds of people who have died for their friends, but you never hear someone dying for their absolute enemy. That's Jesus Christ. God be with us. May we have a beautiful day today. I look forward to greeting a number of familiar faces that have come back. And by God's grace, we will be together on Tuesday for the Feast of the Cross for those who can make it. And on Friday for the Sophias here today. It's the Feast of St. Sophia and her three children. Hope, love, and help me. Faith, of course. I just spoke about faith and there I go. Hope, love, and faith, and then we'll see you on next Sunday, God willing. God bless you to all of our families who mourn. We extend, really, our heartfelt condolences, but there's a part of me that will say it. This is not the end. Thank God it's not the end. Our hope is somewhere else, in our citizenship, and we belong somewhere else. That's what we hope for. That's why we're here today. God bless you.